Today's episode is all about the Facebook debacle, and let's just be honest, it's just a complete rant from me. My name is Luke Clayton, and this is Connection Culture. to Connection Culture. Now, I have to say right off the bat that you're, we're going to need your help in terms of liking and sharing this episode because we're talking about the latest uh, issues, if you will, with Facebook. And of course, we have this content here on Facebook. And so no doubt, Facebook is not going to like what we have to say. And so I encourage you take a moment, like, share. And if you want to make sure that you're not missing an episode of Connection Culture, then head over to mustincrease.com slash cc. That's mustincrease.com slash the letter C and the letter C. And sign up to get our weekly episodes delivered right to your email inbox. That's mustincrease.com slash cc. One last plug in terms of how you get this content. I do want to encourage you as well to consider subscribing to the audio version. You know, we put the video version out on Facebook and YouTube, and Facebook is kind of the one, uh, if you will, in the spotlight as of this week. However, last week, YouTube made news because they are taking another step in the way they suppress content about vaccines and uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and so forth. But all of this is really just more evidence that these larger platforms, tech platforms, particularly when it comes to content sharing and social media, they are going to continue to take steps to suppress certain times types of content. That's the beauty of audio podcasts. See, with audio podcasts, there are some very popular platforms that are used to distribute the audio content. However, they are not, uh, there's not, there's no one company I should say that's necessarily a monopoly, if you will. Kind of like if you, again, if you want, if you want video content on the internet, I mean, you have to at least try to use YouTube and Facebook because of how popular those platforms are. And again, the case, the case of podcast on both the creation in, so in terms of where it's created or, or where it's uploaded and then um, distributed, uh, on that end, it's diversified. Again, there's no one platform that has kind of full control. There's not one or two. And yes, there are, you know, there, there's bigger platforms than others. But at the end of the day, if the particular a podcast host that we use decides to, you know, suppress our content or whatever, we actually can very easily transfer to another host. That's the beauty, again, of the podcast world in terms of hosting. And then also in terms of how you are listening to it, you're listening through maybe Apple Podcast, which is going to be the most popular. Spotify is a very popular platform, but there's also many other of these apps and distribution uh, platforms where you can receive the audio, you know, smaller platforms. Like for example, I use one called Overcast. There's other ones out there that are, again, they are smaller, kind of more independent. And so all that to say, podcast, which I recently did a episode on why you should be consuming more podcast and audio content, but the platform of podcasting in general is really, really uh, conducive, if you will, to having maybe a more broad spectrum of content and being much, much less likely. In fact, I don't want to say impossible because in the world of tech, it seems like anything is possible, but much less likely to have your content, you know, suppressed and whatnot. So 
be sure to look up our audio podcast of Connection Culture on, again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever you happen to listen or want to try to listen to podcasts. So I had to get that out of the way right here. Now, what are we talking about today when it comes to Facebook? Well, what's not to talk about with Facebook right now? So Facebook has just not had the greatest of success in terms of PR over these past few several weeks. There's been a series of articles released about uh, uh, unfavorable findings and things about Facebook. I'm not going to dive into all the details. Most recently, in terms of bad PR, was a former person employee of Facebook uh, came out and uh, they revealed who she was and on a 60-minute special talked about all the kind of gave a bunch of the dirt, if you will, on Facebook. I did uh, go and listen to that interview. It was interesting. Uh, however, it's not, it, though what uh, what she said was certainly disturbing. The suggestion by the mainstream media and by this whistleblower in particular of how to curb it is not necessarily uh, a great idea, and more on that here in just a moment. But then, of course, the latest in Facebook's, just literally less than 24 hours after that special on 60 Minutes aired, Facebook, of course, and Instagram, uh, they completely went down uh, for several hours. Uh, Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp uh, and anything else that uh, was essentially hosted on the Facebook platform, it went down for hours. And uh, it, it's being blamed on a DNS issue and without being super technical. Essentially, what happened was Facebook, because of some type of error seemingly went off the internet map. It kind of went off the grid. It was unable, if you went to facebook.com, instagram.com, you weren't able to find the these platforms on the internet. Again, very technical in terms of what uh, supposedly happened. So I, again, I, I, my goal with our content here is never to get so submersive in the technical wizardry of it all that we get confused. And so I'm going to leave it at that. However, I do find it interesting and perhaps I shouldn't spend a lot of time here either, but it's just so fascinating that I have to explore that within less than, or I should say less, a little more context here we should understand. First of all, this is the worst uh, outage that Facebook has experienced and, and really in all reality, probably the only outage that Facebook has experienced significant outage, I should say since 2008. So what's that like 13, 12, 13 years since, uh, yeah, 13 years since an outage. And, and in 2008, Facebook was nothing. I mean, yes, it was, it was gaining popularity. It was up and coming. It's nothing like it is today. It wasn't even a publicly traded company. Now Facebook is a $1 trillion company. It was nowhere close to that. Again, not even publicly traded in 2008. So obviously their, uh, their whole kind of, uh, uh infrastructure was, was very much, uh, 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 inferior to what it is now. You know, you're a $1 trillion company. You're, you're traded on the public market. Uh, you're the, you have, uh, what is it like three and a half billion, uh, active users worldwide. Uh, and you are, uh, you know, again, they're, they definitely have the technology, if you will, their technology, their infrastructure is much more robust than it was back then in 2008. Yet, nonetheless, it went down for hours. Again, not just like it was down for a few minutes, but for a few hours. 
So, uh, and, and again, more context here. Uh, they say that for every hour Facebook was down, it, it represented about $160 million of potential revenue lost by businesses that use Facebook for advertising. So you can't scroll three posts on Facebook without seeing an ad. Well, those companies that buy those ads, well, obviously they buy them because they work. They get conversions, they get sales, they get leads and contacts. And Facebook marketing is a very, very powerful tool for uh, businesses and companies and organizations really of any kind. And so uh, because of that, they said because of that loss of ad time, if you will, $160 million an hour was lost for these companies. And Mark Zuckerberg's, if I remember the, the information correctly, the article I was reading, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, net worth actually took a $7 billion dip as a result of the outage. Facebook had its worst losses, uh, one day loss of the year. I believe it lost about $18 a share. Uh, and so really a financial fiasco uh, for Facebook and others as well. So these are all uh, what I'm giving. I'm just trying to give you some, some context here of just how really uh, not good this was and just how drastic I should say this was. Because to be honest, I don't use Facebook and Instagram on a hourly basis. I treat Facebook and Instagram like I do an email inbox. I check it once a day, and usually that's at the end of the day, and it was back up and going by the end of the day. So I actually didn't even notice, didn't even hear about it uh, until it was till, till just shortly before it actually came back online. And so this was uh, something that for me didn't uh, personally affect me. I at this time, I'm not running any type of ad, so I wasn't one of those businesses suffering from potential revenue necessarily. Uh, and so maybe you feel the same way. And if you did, congratulations, by the way. Let me just take a moment to say that. Congratulations. If the Instagram and Facebook outage did not affect you, if you, in other words, if you didn't even realize what was going on until, you know, maybe much, much later, hours after the outage, Congratulations, because you know what that means? That means you can at least stay off Facebook and Instagram long enough uh, to where you don't notice as soon as your feed's not loading or something goes wrong. So good for you, well done. Uh, and all. I'm, and, and I, seriously, I don't, I don't want you to detect any sarcasm here because I really am genuine in that. I am very, very proud of you. And uh, you just clearly are not addicted, or at least you can go a few hours without Facebook or Instagram. So awesome. Well done there. But, but most, for most people, no, it was, it was pretty noticeable. In fact, uh, within, I would say, minutes of this outage, people began to notice. And uh, Twitter actually instead got flooded. Because, of course, if you can't get on Instagram, Facebook, the two most popular social uh, media networks, can't get on number one, number two, then you're just going to have to deal with number three, at least for the day. And that's exactly what happened. People got all over Twitter talking about the Facebook outage and all that. So anyways, sorry, getting back to my thought. Yes, I know, taking a kind of a, a long time to get there because I want us to fully understand the context of this was a really bad outage. And I'm, I'm certainly not going to go as far, and this is where Facebook's going to shut me down because uh, misinformation, you know. Uh, but hey, it's not about the, the, the vaccines, so we're good. Although, pff, I just said that word, so now it's tagged, so okay, whatever. So here, here's where it all goes down. Here's where Facebook shuts down this video. Very interesting to me that, uh, again, the timing. So this, this report, this whistleblower report, 
So just so you know what's going to result, uh, what's coming as a result of this, is now this whistleblower, who was just featured on 60 Minutes, I mean, is has been summoned to testify in front of Congress. And so now Congress is really going to crack down on Facebook. And again, this isn't necessarily, in fact, this is not a good thing at all. And, and I have to take things one thing at a time. So again, we're getting there. However, the fact that it happened, it's, it's what you would call a really horrible thing for Facebook's public image to a company whose public image already wasn't doing so well based on its recent track record. A lot of stuff, again, has come out in the past months, the past years about privacy and issues with, with data security and breaches and uh, the effect of social media on children and teenagers. A lot of this has been coming out now for, for a while. Uh, and so, uh, again, but this, this 60 minutes thing is kind of, I don't know, maybe it seems, it's kind of seems like it's all coming to a head, if you will. And yet not even, not even 24 hours, boom, Facebook goes down. Well, here's a couple things that were happening. First of all, Facebook was, uh, using or, or, or Facebook, if you will, was being used at least for a time there to bash Facebook. So no doubt people are going on Facebook and they're saying, Hey, did everybody see the 60 minutes thing about Facebook last night? How awful. What a, what a horrible, horrible company. I hate Facebook. I mean, yeah, that's happening. People are talking about it. In fact, the morning news cycle, uh, if you will, the, the, the big guys and the little guys, both are, are in terms of the news, the players in the news and the media, they're talking about this 60 minutes thing. Uh, they're talking about it. And then lo and behold, really around the beginning of the workday for Facebook, if you will, if you look at the, you know, time they're on the Pacific uh, time zone around the beginning of the workday, uh, Facebook goes down. Now, look, I understand a, a company like Facebook, they have, uh, I guess what we would say, I, I don't you know, they probably get, I don't know. I mean, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of employees that, yeah, they work around the clock. Um, so it's not like there's, you know, uh, it's not like only people at Facebook are working from nine to five. Of course, we, we understand that. However, I'm sure that the best people and the top people, if you will, the decision makers are working during those hours, uh, during the hours, during what seems like the very hours that Facebook was down. And so could it be that Mr. Zuckerberg or, or his, his, his counterparts there in terms of his executives, his other executives, that they, of course, they, they knew this 60 Minutes thing was coming, it was released, and man, they get up and they're seeing all the bad stuff on their own platform, negative stuff about their platform on their own platforms, Facebook, Instagram, how bad it is. And they're already seeing the news cycle starting in the morning. But of course, morning news, I mean, what, what people talk about in the morning news, I mean, that's minuscule compared to what is discussed on, you know, the, the evening news and, 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 and thereafter. And so, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm, if I'm sitting there and, and I'm watching all of this unfold in front of my very eyes, my, my very platform, uh, in terms, like I said, the, the very platform that I created is now being used to, to, to tear down that platform in terms of saying negative things. And man, I'm watching the news cycle unfold and I've got this off switch over here and I can just shut it all down. Do you think they would shut it down? I, I have to say, this is all conjecture. This is all speculative. 
but I'm not the only one who thinks that this could have played into it. Anyways, I just, I just find it all very, very interesting that the timing, if you will, it's impeccable. Uh, now, yeah, was it a, I mean, you know, Facebook's going to come out and say, Hey, well, you know, we lost 7 billion plus dollars or Zuckerberg, you know, he lost 7 billion plus dollars. Of course we didn't want this happen, but, but look at this. Facebook's a trillion dollar company. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is worth a uh, hundred billion dollars, give or take. Uh, the guy can afford to lose $7 billion. The, the company, the trillion dollar company can, can afford the $7 billion loss. It's a, it's a drop in the bucket. Now, yeah, the $160 million lost to other businesses because of that. But you know what? At the end of the day, does it really matter? That's just them. That's, that's those companies. That's not their company. That's not Facebook itself. So, yeah, all, all the, 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 again, the timing. It's very interesting. Very interesting. What am I trying to say? I don't know. You draw your own conclusion. Because, of course, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. You know, I guess this must be how it feels to be a conspiracy theorist. You know, you get to, you get to constantly, uh, you know, just speculate and, you know, uh, think of fun, interesting possibilities. And that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing here. Nonetheless, the Facebook debacles here, uh, again, kind of a triple threat. The release of the whistleblower coming forward on 60 Minutes and then then the uh, the outage. And then, you know, after the outage, of course, I guess the third one would be the loss in revenue. The, the third part of the triple threat, the loss in revenue, but also the, the great dip in stock uh, share share value. So not a, not a good thing for Facebook here. Uh, not at all. Now, look. I have to say, I, if you've, you've been listening or watching for any length of time, you know that I am not a fan of being addicted to social media. I'm not a fan of kids having screens. I'm not a fan of kids being on social media. I don't know if I've ever covered that, that in particular, but I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think, I don't think a kid needs to be on social media. I don't know what the appropriate age is for social media, uh, but I would argue that it's after childhood and, and maybe even late or even after teenage years. It's just not a healthy environment, and, and I'm not going to dive into all of that, at least right now. So what the, the things that, were, that came forth, if you will, from this whistleblower, I, I can't even remember her name. I should have this information in front of me, but look it up. It's not going to be hard to find a quick Google search. You're going to find it. But from her coming forward and saying all these, these things about Facebook, you know, I mean like, Hey, how this is proven to be Facebook has known that it is a unhealthy for a child or a teenager, particularly teenage girls to be on Facebook. They know this yet. They seem to do nothing to try to protect it. In fact, well, and, and it depends on how you look at it. Facebook says they did it for this reason, but Facebook was trying to develop a Instagram app, particularly for kids. Now, they're going to argue that, yeah, this is so that we can protect the kids, but no, like we're going to make it easier for kids to use social media. I mean, anyways, it's just, it's just crazy, uh, absurd that Facebook, you know, they would know this and they would seemingly do nothing about it, ignore it, all for the sake of the bottom line, which of course, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're a company, part of your mission is you have to make money. You have to, you have to be profitable. I'm not going to fault somebody for capitalism, 
But when you know that you're going to be, that you are having a certain negative effect on people, and yet you're really not doing anything to, to, uh, to make that better. In fact, another thing was at Facebook, it was recently found that they were, their algorithm is programmed to make you mad. They are favoring content that gets higher engagement and content that's going to get higher engagement is going to be stuff that makes you mad. It's going to be articles that with headlines that make you want to, uh, you know, say some type of nasty comment. In fact, not long ago, I mean, it's been a few years now, but Facebook added, uh, in addition to a like, you know, how you used to, you know, you used to be just back in the old days, you could just like something on Facebook, but then they added all these, they called it reactions. So you could like, you could love, or you could express one of the things there was a little emoji to indicate anger. So Facebook has been rewarding essentially anger and clickbaity things that make people mad. And they're doing it because, well, the more people that engage with their platform, the more ad dollars they can sell. And they've, <laughs> I mean, it, you can just follow the money and you can follow the, the paper trail of, I mean, Facebook's ads have become incredibly uh, expensive over the years compared to maybe where they started. And then of course, again, I'm not going to fault a company for capitalism in and of itself and of just running a business. However, when you knowingly are having negative effects on society and in particular demographic society, teens and children in general, and you, you, you're not really doing anything about it. In fact, you seem to be doubling down on maybe the, the things that are causing those problems just to make a buck. Well, that's an issue. So I think I should be very clear that I'm not a fan of Facebook's approach. Uh, and I'm not a fan of their uh, of their, of, of, of their approach in this way about how they are like, again, just trying to make people mad or, 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 or favoring content that makes people mad and not, not, uh, doing anything to help our society and help this. I mean, whatever. I mean, they would argue that they are. And, and so this is where I'm actually going to play a little devil's advocate. On the other end, we are dealing with social media. What makes up, what comprises social media, a social network as it was originally called, was it's still a term for it, but not used as often. R originally, the term that was more commonly used was social network. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's a digital network that is social. And, and so that implies that it involves individuals and people. And that has been the whole premise of Facebook and every social platform out there, is that you, as the uh, user, can get onto the platform and you can share your thoughts, share your photos, whatever. Uh, look, and honestly, that's a really cool thing. It has some really awesome potential to share content like this. Again, if the video hasn't been shut down yet, at least on Facebook. But it's, it's so it's a really awesome, has some really great potential to be really positive. Of course, it's very quickly been taken and, and in many applications been used in a negative and toxic way. However, we can, we can point the finger at Facebook for maybe how they have maybe turned a blind eye to certain issues or ignored them for, again, the sake of their bottom line. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah again, uh, uh, rework their algorithms to maybe reward outrage. But at the end of the day, social media is nothing more than a... A, a, a place where we all come to share our own individual thoughts, ideas, and opinions. 
Facebook is not forcing someone to say something that makes another person upset. They're not forcing the teenage girl uh, to bully the other teenage girl. You know, they're, they're not forcing the racist person to get on there and say something racist or the, 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 the conspiracy theorist to get on there and share false information. No, we individually are doing that. Now I'm sure if I'm, if I'm talking to you, if I think about you in particular, I'm sure that you're not one of these crazy people. I'm not accusing anybody of that. I'm sure you're just normal. I hope you are. Again, I hope you were one of the people that didn't realize that Facebook went down in the first place. So again, good for you if that was you. But what I'm getting at is we cannot hold Facebook completely responsible for these shortcomings. No, we have to hold ourselves responsible. And that is the whole issue now with, well, it's not just current. I mean, it's, it's been going on for, for really as long as mankind has been in existence. Mankind has always somehow looked for a way to do whatever they want and, and only hold others responsible for what they do. They blame their environments and their upbringing. And in this case, their social media platforms for making them be awful people. The truth is, is that we are each individually responsible for what we post and how we react to content that we see on social media. It's your job to use discernment when you see an article come across your feed that may or may not be true. That might be just some clickbait article to get you to tap on it and 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 hit that angry face icon and share it and make that comment, but I can't believe this. No, it's your job to use discernment to realize, first of all, is it true or not? And secondly, is if it's true, okay, well, is it really? And is it being exaggerated? Okay, and, and if even if it's the most factual thing ever, it's verified, fact-checked, all that, do I really have to react to it in this way? Or can I just ignore it? Can I just move on? You see, and, and, then, and then I actually, to take it a step further, if you're one of the people that's out there, if you're, if you're the ultimate problem, if you will, if you're one of the people out there sharing the lies, sharing the unverified information, or just saying the stuff that's just stupid, mean, and designed to tick people off. Well, come on. Get, get it together. Shame on you. Seriously. If you are that person, stop. You're not helping anyone. Because here's, here's, here's what's happening. Because the individual users of Facebook, at the end of the day, it's on, I, at the end of the day, I'm putting it more on the individual user than I am on Facebook itself. Even though, I, again, I'm not going to hold Facebook completely unresponsible. But I'm going to put it on the end user. The people posting and reacting to this stupid uh, 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 clickbaity and 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 rage content, outrage content. It's it's your fault. It's the individual's fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. It's us as individuals. If we post that, if we react to it, if we indulge that, it's our fault. And the only people who can really change it is is you, is me. 
We have to determine that, first of all, we're not going to waste our lives in front of a screen that Facebook can have an hours-long outage. Side note, I kind of wish it would have lasted longer. You know, somebody told me, they said, oh, hey, did you hear Facebook's down? I said, really? How long has it been? You know, there's, oh, yes, but now for hours. I said, man, I hope it happens for days. I mean, yeah, that's actually what I said. That would be so good for our society. Again, I love technology. I love media. I love this stuff. It's, it's to some extent what I do for a living in some capacity. But man, it would be good for all of us to just, hey, not be on Facebook and social media for a few days, a week, a few weeks. Think about cleansing that would be for our society as a whole. So I kind of wish it would have stayed down for longer just for that reason. But we can't sit here and point the finger at Facebook or whatever, because here's what's happening. Here's what's going to happen. Because you and me can't control ourselves and the time we're spending on Facebook and then what we're posting on Facebook and then what we're reacting to on Facebook because we can't control ourselves. What's going to happen is now this whistleblower and others are going to testify in front of Congress. And so guess what? Now the almighty government is just going to extend its reach a little bit farther. And what's going to happen or what they want to happen is they're going to try to take control of these platforms. They are going to want to have the final say in what gets posted, what gets flagged as misinformation, what gets considered something, an account that's worth suspending. So here's what's going to happen. Whatever party or, or whoever is in control, whatever is said that doesn't fit their narrative, that doesn't fit their ideology, that doesn't fit their agenda, that's going to get suppressed or even removed. And those accounts that say those things that don't lie, perfectly line up with what they want you to say, well, they're going to get suspended. If you believe contrary to the powers that be right now, you may not even be allowed to use social media. You may not be allowed to exercise free speech in that way. But you know whose fault that is? Well, yeah, oh, it's the government. Yeah, look, and I, I hate this. I hate that the government is going to come in and put their, put their hands and their fingers where it doesn't need to be. I'm, I'm not a fan of that at all on, on, in many, many capacities. But it's our fault. We're letting it happen. Because, first of all, we can't control what we say and what we react to on social media. We can't just be civilized we can't start, stop wasting our dang lives in front of a screen. So this entire episode's wound up me being, me just kind of ranting. Ranting about Facebook. And again, Facebook needs to be held responsible for their part in this. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're just a platform. There's a place that you come, that people come to share ideas. The people sharing that ideas are you and me. We got to do better. I hate that saying do better. I typically do because it's so overused by the woke. And it's also just so very, I guess, generic. It's supposed to be kind of a catch all. So I'll be more specific. You have to control yourself. That's really what it comes down to. It's self-control. Controlling the amount of time you spend on your social media and control what you're doing on social media.
I think I've ranted long enough. So I'm going to, I'm going to end it right there. And I thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Uh, again, if this, if, if you're watching on Facebook and it hasn't been shut down yet, well, uh, I'm glad you made it to the end. Uh, Connection Culture is of course a production of the Must Increase Network. And if you want to learn more about Must Increase, head over to our website, mustincrease.com. We do stuff, we, we, we create positive content for churches, families, and other organizations. And so we'd love for you to check out and see what we got over there. Hope you do subscribe. Uh, make sure you're getting on our emails. I, I kiss can't. And the reason is because if you do enjoy the content, I, I, and hold up. Before, before I wrap things up, I do have to be clear. I'm, and this is kind of the end, end credits, but I have to say one more tag here. I don't want to be a doom and gloom guy. You know, I, I, I really do get fed up with that because that's just another way of, of kind of manipulation, uh, clickbait is to either make people mad or make people scared. So I'm not trying to scare us. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to get you to, uh, you know, be, be fearful. I'm just saying, be, be smart, be discerning and understand what's going on here. Understand that this is, that there are a lot of people at fault here. And you and me technically are one of those people. And that if you and me can do something about it on our level, that's that's what, one of the things that we've talked about is we, we can't expect positive change to come from the top down. It has to start with us. And if enough of us can change and can and, and can make a difference, we, we as a whole can make a difference. And then this application of how we use social media, that's just one way. Because at the end of the day, our goal is to be in some way, one way or another, to be creative contributors. We want to contribute to the spreading of positive content, content that helps people, that uplifts people, that brings value to individuals and families alike. Content that increases truth and inspires hope in the lives of others. At the end of the day, that's what we're all about. And I think if you've heard other episodes, you know that. This is probably the angriest I've ever gotten on an episode. But you know, at the end of the day, we try to keep the content positive, focused on hope. So don't lose hope. Get behind what you believe in. Support what you believe in. Share our content with others. But not just ours. Find other stuff. Find, find other uh, content, whether it be a movie or a show, what, whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about. Because you're going to find that it's so much more fulfilling to be a meaningful creative contributor than it is to just be a mindless, constant consumer. We'll see you next time right here on Connection Culture.